Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel Meisler. So we're now opening the window for new sponsors for winter 2023 and spring 2024. If you'd like to get your company seen by over 99,000 of the smartest and most influential people in security and tech, you should reach out to get on the calendar before the calendar is filled. Got a quote here from a recent sponsor. We've had multiple new customers say they heard about us from Unsupervised Learning, so we'll absolutely be renewing. And you can contact the team at sponsorship at unsupervised-learning.com to connect with the team. Security news. 23andMe has confirmed a data breach where user data is being sold on hacker forums due to a credential stuffing attack. The breaches seem to have a racial aspect as they first leaked on Ashkenazi Jews and then on Chinese people. The leaked data includes full names, usernames, profile photos, sex, date of birth, genetic ancestry results, and geographical location. I signed up for one of these services many years ago knowing for absolute certain that this day would come. And for me, the risk calculation is still positive, and it's very simple. The value of the data, to me, is much higher than the danger I feel from someone having that data. Now, maybe if I were an Ashkenazi Jew, maybe that wouldn't be the case because of people like this who did target based on race, but I still don't see much risk there. I I think I still would have made the same choice. The time that I wouldn't make that choice is if it was easy to make weapons that could like target and kill somebody with a a certain genetic marker, right? So if you could like release that into the air and just like, you know, only people with red hair would die or something, that would be frightening to me. Um, and I wouldn't have done genetic testing. Um, although I, I guess it wouldn't matter because you would die whether or not they had that, right? So it's like, if you think about it, even in that situation, it wouldn't matter. Uh, The only way it would matter is if you were targeted by somebody who also had that capability and they wanted to harm you, but they didn't want to do it any other way, which is massively easier. So if you actually run the threat scenarios, I don't see it as being super dangerous. It is just another way to lose all your data. But I think what happens with genetic data is it's a lot more scary than it actually is dangerous. People are just like, oh, that's my genetics. Like, I don't want that leaked out. It's like, well, paint a scenario for me of how this is actually something you need to worry about in a practical way. And I've not really heard any of those. MGM Resorts got hit by a ransomware attack last month. Uh, We've done coverage of that already. Cost looks like around $100 million, or at least so far, and customer data theft. So the threat actor responsible was affiliated with Black Cat, Alf V, ransomware gang known as Scattered Spider, who breached MGM's network using social engineering, stole sensitive data, and encrypted over 100 ESXi servers. The FBI is warning about a rise in phantom hacker scams targeting seniors. This is where the attacker calls claiming to be like someone helpful, like tech support or security, 
saying that they've been hacked and then proceeds when they earn the trust, they're like, oh, thank you for calling me. I didn't know. And they're like, yeah, so you just need to install this tool so I can help you. And boom, that's when they actually do hack them or scam them or whatever. Vulnerabilities, MS FTP, mass exploitation alert, XM patches. Uh, they patch like half, probably more by now, but, um, they're starting to patch these zero days that came out, uh, some of which were very serious. And Qualcomm has patched over two dozen vulnerabilities, including three zero days. Clear the service that lets you pay to skip airport lines is under lawmaker scrutiny after the employees, uh, a few employees, I, I'm not sure how many, they didn't say precisely, but um, multiple employees, they escorted passengers through TSA checkpoints without ID checks or clear enrollment. And anecdotally, I'm seeing a lot more people skip the clear line these days and just go through TSA pre-check. So I'm not sure how much longer this thing is going to survive if they don't clean this up significantly. So we've been talking about convincing and impactful defects for a couple of years now, and they're finally here. Tom Hanks and Gail King have warned their fans about AI-generated scams featuring fake versions of themselves. And evidently, people are buying whatever it is that the scam is selling. It was important enough that they had to put out a statement. Of course, that statement won't matter because that statement's not going to get the same number of people as the scam, most likely. Sony has been hit twice in four months with the latest breach affecting around 6,800 people. The breach was due to an unauthorized party exploding a zero day in the MoveIt transfer platform. By the way, MoveIt is also the same people that put out WSFTP. Uh, probably just random trivia, but important. Or maybe not important, but interesting. Leading to the compromise of sensitive information of, yeah, around 6,800 people. Tens of thousands of Android devices with backdoored firmware have been shipped to end users, including U.S. schools. So a vendor called Human Security discovered this as part of a uh, large cyber criminal operation called Badbox, infecting the firmware of over 70,000 Android devices with the Triada malware. Technology news. Rewind, an AI life recording app for Mac and iPhone is launching wearable called the Rewind Pendant that continuously captures and transcribes your real-world conversations. So it encrypts and stores all data locally on your phone, making it a personalized AI powered by everything you've seen. Not just seen, though. Seen, said, or heard. Actually, it's not really seen because it doesn't have a camera. It's actually just audio, I think. Pretty sure. So it's basically said or heard. So I'm simultaneously intrigued by this. I'm definitely ordering one and preemptively horrified by the privacy issues this type of tech is about to unleash. And there's another one that was uh, kind of very similar. It's called the Tab. And this uh, guy does a demo of it. So I've, I've got a link to that demo as well. And it's kind of the same thing. It records everything. Now, that one is only storing like a representation of the conversation, but it's really cool. It, it basically... Is, Let's you say, hey, what did I think about this place the last time it came or whatever? And it's like, oh, you didn't really like it for the following reason or whatever. So pretty cool tech. But yeah, privacy issues are going to be off the chain here. Now, that won't stop this from happening, um, as you could probably predict, I would say. This stuff is absolutely coming, and there's nothing that security or anyone else is going to do to stop this. 
And the reason it's too awesome. It's too powerful. It's too useful to be able to go back and look at your life in this way. And the real threat, if you think longer term around this, I mean, cause this is not even as bad as the other prediction that I have, which is that everyone's going to use AI for their digital assistance, which has basically all the context about their life, including, you know, trauma relationships, you know, breakups, uh, mental health issues, like everything is going to be inside of their AI. It's basically going to have a copy of your soul inside of the AI and the AI is then going to use that to help you and to navigate life and to cheer you up and to protect you and all these sorts of things. But those will also get hacked. And when you lose that, when that gets hacked, it's your soul getting hacked, right? You're not losing a social security number. You're not losing a credit card number. You're losing everything. You're losing your identity. You're losing your preferences. Like you might have sexual stuff in there that you prefer. You might have, you know, really nasty conversations that you've had with somebody. Like it's going to be all the dirt on you. And guess what? People will still do it. They will absolutely still do it. A lot of people just won't even realize the risk, even after it's explained to them. But the other reason they'll do it, even if they do understand the risk, is it's just too good. It's too awesome to have a permanent friend. I mean, forget AI girlfriend or AI boyfriend. This is all also that if you want it to be, right? You can simply ask it to be, oh, by the way, you know, act like, you know, change your persona to be, um, you know, a romantic companion or split off your persona to be a romantic companion, right? So now it, it's acting like a separate person, but it's really your AI. It's, it's an instantiation of your AI that's doing it for you. And the fact that you're telling your system or your own soul to behave like an ideal partner to you, I don't think people will care. I don't think people will care because it'll just be so good. It'll be convincing that it is actually a separate thing. And the reason it will be implemented as a fragment or a spinoff is because that extra context that your true AI, your digital assistant has about you will make it a much better partner. So that's what I'm ultimately worried about with all this recording of your life and, you know, deep knowledge about yourself within an AI is that when it gets leaked, not if, when it gets leaked, it's going to be much worse than previous leaks. OpenAI just made an extraordinary jump in their ability to explain the function of individual neurons in language models like GPT-4. They found that iterating on explanations using larger models and changing the architecture of the explained model can all increase explanation scores. They're also open sourcing their datasets and tools for GPT-4 written explanations of all 307,200 neurons in GPT-2. Hoping the research community will develop new techniques for generating higher scoring explanations. This is huge for the use of AI in day-to-day -day critical systems because humans will be more likely to trust an AI if they can actually see how it thinks and how it arrived at its decisions. And the whole black box of AI or non-interpretability has been like this huge weakness and it looks like this might be a really major advance into fixing that problem. And Anthropic has done a bunch of research like this 
and I link to the Anthropic research paper as well. Cloudflare has now widely deployed its CAPTCHA alternative called Turnstile. Turnstile? It's a weird word to me. I don't know why. It's probably easier for everyone else. It's a weird word to me. Turnstile. Anyway, uh, it addresses the fact that everyone hates CAPTCHAs, and they're getting much easier for AI to crack. And it relies on passive background data analysis. So if, if you've ever gone to a site and it says protected by Cloudflare or whatever, and it says hold for one second, and then it just, you know, you see like a working icon or something, and it's like, okay, boom, green check mark. That's what it's doing. It, you know, it's looking at your, uh, your browser environment and everything and determining based on a whole bunch of factors in the background passively, whether you're legit or not. And if it works as good or better than CAPTCHAs, 100%, I'm all about this. And between this and pass keys, I'm really happy with user-focused security advancements this year. So if we have turnstile and pass keys everywhere, I mean, I've got pass keys on as many things as I can, all my Google stuff, um, just all sorts of accounts. Um, because you can now do pass keys on Google workplace accounts as well. So Google, you know, company accounts, as well as your personal ones. I uh, definitely recommend everybody go and turn on pass keys for your um, Google accounts because uh, it, it's really most important for email. Uh, email is like the center of your security life. All right, next one here. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella believes that their new AI co-pilot will revolutionize personal computing, comparing its significance to the rise of the PC, the web, mobile, and cloud computing. And I agree with him especially how deeply he's building into everything. Similar to humans, large language models don't hallucinate information. They confabulate, which is inventing plausible sounding explanations for things. And they are not based in fact, when forced to answer a query, they don't know. And some people think that this differentiation between hallucination and confabulation is important to improving understanding and performance. Human news. The U.S. economy added a surprising 336,000 jobs in September. They were only expecting 173,000. So what is that? Almost double? What is that? 340. It's almost exactly double, actually. And, uh, yeah, the unemployment rate is also below 4% 4 for over 20 consecutive months. That's pretty legit. DC just put a stop to cashless businesses, making it mandatory for all companies to accept cash. The goal is economic inclusivity, but it also makes those businesses more attractive to thieves. China's top tech talents are leaving the country, but they're not necessarily going to the U.S. A lot of them are going to Canada, Australia, and Japan instead. And Nate Silver, I, I posted a thing recently about a blog post that he did, basically saying that more Republicans died of COVID than Democrats because basically they didn't get uh, vaccinated. And their, vac their vaccine hesitancy caused them to die in higher, higher rates. And there was some pushback to this post. Um, a couple people, um, I, I got emails as well. They're like, hey, you know, this is, you know, political or this is dumb or they didn't fully validate their position or whatever. 
Now, I thought he did. I thought he did in the post, but he's like, okay, fine. You want to see actual data? So we did a full regression analysis of the data provided, and it was pretty stark. It shows uh, the data, and if you are a data scientist or you know one, you can simply take that data, do the regression analysis, or show it to somebody else who's on your side or whatever, and see that the, uh, the data don't lie. The Shadow Work Journal, a self-published workbook by a 24-year-old Kyla Shahin. Shahin is the latest wellness trend on TikTok. And shadow work basically involves behaving like your true self. It's almost like there's a smarter, more cunning, a little bit more evil version of yourself. And you're like the docile version who like is hesitant to push back or call bullshit or you know, be toxic or whatever. And the whole shadow work concept, as I understand it right now, I'm not an expert on it. Um, it basically says, look, you've, you've got to tap into these other, uh, you know, darker characteristics of, of your other self. And you, you got to bring those, you know, to work or bring them to your relationship, or whatever. So it's called shadow work. And this person wrote this, uh, this, I don't know, like a manifesto or a guidebook or something about it. And, uh, evidently it's, uh, taken off. I like something about the idea here of like being your true self, but I also assume that it, it's like, okay, you got to be a psychopath sometimes, or you got to be toxic or whatever. And it's like, obviously you could take that too far. Chicago has become the largest U S city to independently mandate a full minimum wage for tipped employees. And after being in Europe for a bit, I really hope we can just charge more for things and get rid of tipping. Although, there actually still is tipping. Uh, tipping is still appreciated there, but it's not required. It's not like super rude if you don't do it. But I feel like they are kind of slipping a little more towards the U.S. in in the sense that it's encouraged. But I do think tipping is super toxic in the U.S. because you kind of have to do it and you're kind of guilted into do it and doing it. And the reason for that is so that corporations can pay waitstaff less money on mass and save themselves, you know, bottom line. And that is profits over people. And I don't like it. Ideas and analysis. One little piece here, opposites. I did a trip to Europe to do my killer context. AI talk about software security and how it'll be affected by AI. It was in Budapest. It was my first time visiting there. And the highlight of the trip for me was the most popular ruin bar in the city called Zimpla Kertmozi. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. It's a ruin bar. And a ruin bar is basically a collection of bars inside the destruction of bombing from World War II. So imagine a giant brick building or a city block or part of the building is basically destroyed from bombs. Right? So there's missing walls, roofs, or whatever. And then imagine people go there and create the most vibrant and extraordinary place to gather that you can imagine. Iron bars and mesh scaffolding create new walls and floors and ceilings, plants everywhere. CD vending machines, like this really high quality, like writing. People are encouraged to write something like, you know, I love Julie or whatever. And you write this on the wall <clears throat> with like hearts and everything. You can doodle, you could draw your own little art. So it's kind of like, this super high quality personal graffiti all over the place, mysterious pixel art, all sorts of stuff. 
It was like a greenhouse beer garden with an industrial and artistic soul. We just kept saying, wow, it was uh, me and a couple other people. Anyway, what it got me thinking of with the context of the Israeli attacks having already happened and the bar being in the Jewish quarter of Budapest was the juxtaposition of bombs and gardens. Here you have one of the most hateful and destructive things ever in a massive bomb dropped on a city during a war. And then from that, we build a breathtakingly beautiful place to gather and enjoy humanity. It reminded me of the imagery of concrete being laid to block out life, but a crack forms in the concrete and a green sprout and flower pops through. Humans are capable of such extremes. I feel like we could be entering a really dark period right now with what's happening in Israel and how it could expand potentially into a larger conflict. But I'm trying real hard to imagine what flowers might break through afterwards. Notes. My buddy Luke wrote a wonderful essay looking at the cybersecurity industry's failures after meeting a man who lost his life savings to online scammers. He argues for a shift in focus from technology to people, suggesting that cybersecurity should be a public service and that PII should be assumed to be publicly accessible. And I've talked about that in the past as well. I, I think that's the only way forward is to just make it so that, yeah, if you lose that stuff, it doesn't matter because it's not all you need to do the important transactions. And in that model, you would basically, you would need that PII, but you would also need it layered on with a bunch of other authentication methods. And they kind of happen simultaneously to give you like a final score. But somebody who doesn't have all that other stuff and they only have your PII, it's just kind of like useless to them. Discovery, cloud grep, handy tool that functions like grep, but for cloud storage. Python magic, running LLMs has been simplified to a single line of Python code, no Docker needed. The iPhone 15 camera evidently beats the latest Android option. Sabbath as a remedy for modern stress. The Monstera Albo is a multi-thousand dollar houseplant, and people are evidently stealing these things, kind of like expensive dogs. Although you can't take a leg off of a dog and put it in some dirt and have it grow a new leg or a new dog. That's kind of a weird analogy, but Daniel Hausman's insane photos of the Icelandic highlands. Moxie Marlinspike suggests doing the minimum work to prevent starvation and then pursuing something not about money outside of supporting structures, not simply a matter of consuming experience. This reminds me of my recent essay, What I'm Doing or What I've Been Doing. Can't remember what I called it and how it's going, something like that. And see if your domain has been typo squatted. It's a pretty cool link here. Recommendation of the week, check in on your Israeli friends. It's a small country and everyone serves in the military. So this is very personal to all the Israelis, even if they moved away a long time ago. Not even all Israelis, all Jews. Reach out to your Jewish friends. And the aphorism of the week, war does not determine who is right, only who is left. War does not determine who is right, only who is left. Bertrand Russell. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.